Listen to one of this year's top true crime podcasts. Unknown Subject, Season 3 of WTOP's American Nightmare podcast is out now on all podcast platforms. I'm Dick Iuliano. One local public school system is now giving its students until next school year to get their COVID shots. Campaign 2022, just a week away. Rather than the mailbox, you may need to check for your Maryland mail-in ballot in your inbox. I'm Luke Lukert. WTOP News Time, 7 o'clock. Man accused of attacking Paul Pelosi in court. The judge denied bail. President Biden campaigns in Florida. God give some of our Republican friends some enlightenment. Grieving families and victims face the Parkland school shooter. You are a monster with no remorse. This is the CBS World News Roundup Late Edition. I'm Jennifer Kuyper in Chicago. A not guilty plea from the man accused of attacking House Speaker Nancy Pelosi's husband Paul in their San Francisco home. Bail denied for David DePap, CBS's Jonathan Vigliotti. The criminal complaint describes how DePap, who had a history of pushing far-right conspiracies online, told investigators he was going to hold Nancy hostage and had planned to break her kneecaps if she lied to him. As police arrived early Friday morning, DePap swung the hammer toward Paul. Pelosi saying he was taking the punishment instead. The speaker visited her husband this morning, who is said to be recovering well. One week from Election Day, President Biden warns a crowd of seniors near Hollywood, Florida, that if the GOP takes control of Congress and he refuses to accept their proposed changes to Social Security and Medicare. Shut down the government. He said the U.S. could default on its debt. Nothing, nothing, nothing would create more chaos and do more damage to the American economy than playing around with whether we pay our national bills. With GOP incumbents ahead in the polls in Florida's gubernatorial and Senate races, Mr. Biden aimed to boost Democratic turnout in the state and raise money from donors in Miami-Dade. That's our, our um, Stephen Portnoy reporting. On day one of the sentencing hearing for the Parkland school shooter, the families of the 17 people he murdered address him directly. Deborah Hickson lost her husband, the school's coach. You stole him from us, and you did not receive the justice that you deserved. There is no mitigating circumstance that will ever outweigh the heinous and cruel way you stole him from us. Nicholas Cruz showed no emotion. A rapper best known for his work with the Grammy-nominated trio Migos is dead after a shooting outside a bowling alley in Houston. Police Chief Troy Fenner. Once officers arrived, uh, they came upon a, a male who was deceased. Uh, that male has been identified as Kersnick Ball, uh, better known as Takeoff. No one is in custody. Russia ramps up evacuations in Ukraine's southern Kherson region, claiming Ukraine could be preparing to attack. Kiev rejects the claims. CBS's Holly Williams. If they indeed uh, lose Kherson in this expected Ukrainian counteroffensive, uh, it'll be another sign that their so-called uh, special military operation has been a miscalculation on the part of Vladimir Putin uh, and a, a display of military ineptitude. Uh, the Dow closed today on Wall Street, down 80 points. NASDAQ fell 97. Now this. Presented by Rocket Mortgage. Whether you're looking to purchase a new home or refinance yours, Rocket Mortgage can help you get there. For home loan solutions that fit your life, Rocket can. 703 on WTOP, Tuesday evening, November 1st, 2022. In Manassas, where it's 65, could be down to 45 later. Good evening, I'm Dimitri Sotis. 
And I'm Michelle Bash. The top local stories we're following this hour. Dozens of criminal gun and drug cases are now being dropped because of questions raised about the actions of seven D.C. police officers. WTOP's Dick Giuliano reports on this action by prosecutors. The U.S. Attorney's Office for D.C. began looking at pending cases after Police Chief Robert Cotty announced that seven police officers are under internal investigation for confiscating illegal guns without arresting the individuals who possess the weapons. The prosecutor's office says its review of cases considers factors including burden of proof and likelihood of success at trial. The D.C. police union says the prosecutor's action is an affront because the union says the officers all followed policy and the directions of their police commanders. Dick Iuliano, WTOP News. And WTOP has reached out to D.C. police for a response. New this evening, a major school system in the region has delayed a coronavirus vaccine mandate for students 12 and older until next school year. The D.C. Council voted just a couple of hours ago to delay the mandate. At one point, it was set to take effect this school year. The deadline was initially set for January 3rd of next year to give students more time to get vaccinated. Now they have until the next academic year. 45% of the city's students are vaccinated right now. WTOP minutes ago got a statement from D.C.'s Deputy Mayor for Education. In part, it reads, we support the council's action to give our families and schools additional time to come into compliance. It also says we know that vaccines are still the best way to protect our communities against the virus. New on WTOP, a multi-million dollar investment in an online tutoring service is not being used by most Fairfax County public school students. That according to a new report from the county's Office of Research and Strategic Improvement. Students had free access to tutor.com starting last spring and not even 2% of kids in the county used it. The report also says many students with the greatest need aren't using the the service. The partnership is expected to cost the county more than $2 million each of the next two years, and it's paid for using federal stimulus money. 705. It's campaign 2022 on WTOP. Most Montgomery County residents will get their mail-in ballot for the midterms in their mailbox, but it's also quite possible you'll find the mail-in ballot in your email inbox or even spam folder. If that's you, there are some rules to follow to make sure your vote is counted. 138,000 Montgomery County voters opted for mail-in ballots this year. Over 22,000 county residents have requested to vote web delivery. That means it's emailed to you, and when you get the ballot, you need to print it, fill it out. You must print your own voter oath and make sure it's in your mail-in packets, because if you don't include that, we will need to contact you to cure it. Otherwise, they will not be counted. Gilbert Zelaya is with the Montgomery Montgomery County Board of Elections. Web delivery ballot printed at home must be postmarked by general election day. You can also slide it into a drop box by 8 p.m. that day. Luke Luger, WTOP News. Virginia Democratic Congresswoman Elaine Luria is facing a tough challenge from Republican Jen Kiggins. That race in the state's second congressional district is considered to be the most competitive race in Virginia and very closely watched nationwide. So what exactly makes it so competitive? One of the key key issues is the way the district is drawn. The Virginia Beach anchored second district shifted during redistricting last year. It now includes more rural areas. It's created a more appealing opportunity for Republicans. Political science professor Stephen Farnsworth at the University of Mary Washington says another potential vulnerability for Congresswoman Elaine Luria. President Trump tried to stop the peaceful transfer of power. She was a public face on the House committee investigating the Capitol riot. He betrayed his oath of office and was derelict in his duty. That's creating a lot of resentment among Republicans who are 
upset about the way that committee has proceeded. When you put these things together, you see why this race is effectively the closest thing we have in Virginia to a dead heat right now. Nick Ainelli, WTOP News. Coming up here after traffic and weather. You know, we're at a moment now where my party has really lost its way, and it's lost its way in a way that's that's dangerous. That is Wyoming Republican Congresswoman Liz Cheney. She says the January 6th committee that she serves on is in talks with Donald Trump's team for testimony. We've got the latest from The Hill just ahead. Stay with us on WTOP. Women's leadership is elevating our world, and Innova is a leader in elevating women's health care. Innova Fairfax Hospital is ranked top 10 in the nation for obstetrics and gynecology by U.S. News & World Report. We are committed to putting women first. Our team listens to what matters most to you, from childbirth options and high-risk maternity care to pelvic floor health, surgery, and cancer treatment. Experience elevated women's care at Innova. Explore innova.org slash women first. 708. Slow or clogged drains? Call Michael and Son and get $100 off a train cleaning today. Traffic and weather on the 8s. Here's Bob Imler. Well, in Virginia, 95 northbound is heavy and slow getting to a point after exit 140 Stafford. There is a crash along the right side of the roadway. Again, this is on the northbound side. Southbound, you're slow just briefly getting over the Occoquan to 123. And northbound George Washington Parkway still has the broken down car in the right lane northbound just after 123. And that has been there for quite some time. And uh, Georgetown Pike is still closed between Lee Mill Road and River Bend Road. That is due to a crash and a down power pole. Inner loop still a bit heavy from the Dulles Toll Road off and on to the American Legion Bridge. In Maryland on 370 eastbound after Shady Grove. Left side tied up with debris cleanup getting by without delay. And 395 northbound on the inbound 14th Street Bridge has an incident blocking the left lane. I believe that's going to be a minor crash there. Uh, but it is slow from Boundary Channel getting over the 14th Street Bridge. On the Baltimore-Washington Parkway northbound near Route 100 has some flares left in the right lane from an earlier crash, but the crash is gone. 95 is without delay. We're in pretty good shape on 270 and on 50 out to the Bay Bridge. Bob Inler, WTOP Traffic. Storm Team 4, four-day forecast. Amelia Draper. The first seven days of November right now, based on the forecast, looking to make it one of the top five warmest starts ever on record. We'll have lows tonight in the upper 40s to mid 50s. Tomorrow, Thursday and Friday, we warm to the mid 60s to low 70s. Throughout the day tomorrow, clouds will build into the area with partly sunny skies on Thursday. Over the weekend, it's feeling more like September with highs in the upper 70s to near 80. I'm Storm Team 4 meteorologist Amelia Draper. Now 66 in both Upper Marlboro and Centerville. We have 69 degrees in Washington right now. Expect lows tonight, upper 40s to mid 50s. Brought to you by Long Fence. Save 15% on Long Fence decks, pavers, and fences. Go to longfence.com today and schedule your free in-home estimate. It's terrific to have you here at 710. The House January 6th Committee is in discussions with former President Trump's legal team about him testifying in the lawmakers' investigation. Wyoming Republican Vice Chair Liz Cheney, speaking at a forum in Cleveland today, raised the possibility Trump could actually comply with the subpoena as he faces his first deadline on Friday to turn over information to the committee. Committee's in discussions with President Trump's attorneys, uh, and he has an obligation to comply. And, you know, we treat this and take this very seriously. Uh, this is not uh, a situation where, um, you know, the committee is going to put itself at the mercy of Donald Trump 
in terms of, you know, his efforts to create a circus. Alexander Bolton is senior staff writer at The Hill. He spoke with Dimitri about Cheney's comments and the belief that the former president would have preferred to appear before the committee live. I think it shows that there's going to be one final drama with the January 6th committee before Republicans take over the House. And what was interesting to me from Cheney's comments is that she's looking at a multi-day testimony by the former president. She says it'll be done on oath. It'll be done potentially over multiple days. So it's going to be a, a real grilling. And I, I'm sure that'll be a, an object of contention and negotiation with Trump's legal team as to just how long he testifies. You're right. He would prefer to do a to have a live performance. But uh, Cheney has also said she doesn't want the former president to turn this final public hearing, if there is one, into a circus. And so I think that's why she prefer to do something in private over multiple days. And then the committee would present it in the way they want it to be presented, which is the way they've handled other testimony throughout their investigation. They've conducted lengthy depositions and then edited the material to present a compelling case to the jury, which is the American people. So Trump would rather seize control and have a, a live performance. But Cheney reiterated that, no, this is going to be a multiple day deposition and it's going to be on the committee's terms. And to dig a, just a little bit deeper, perhaps this gives us a little window into Donald Trump's mind that he still kind of wants to get his side of the story out there. Well, I think that's mainly theatrics. Um, he wants to portray an image of someone who's not afraid of this committee, who's not cowed by it, who has nothing to hide, as it were. But I would be shocked if his legal team would let him engage in extended testimony with the January 6th committee, especially with a potential indictment from the Department of Justice. Anything he said under oath, he could later be held accountable if he lies. Uh, he could be hit with a perjury charge. And it would also complicate any legal defense if there is a Department of Justice investigation or prosecution. Or if you look at the Fulton County District Attorney's investigation in Georgia, anything the former president says to the January 6th committee would complicate a defense in that type of litigation slash prosecution. So I would be stunned if Trump's legal team lets him go forward. If he does appear before the committee, it's likely to simply plead the fifth. Alexander Bolton is senior staff writer at The Hill. He was on Skype. NFL deadline day, that is trade deadline day with the commanders shipping a high-priced defender to Pittsburgh. That's just the start of our sports night. Stay with us on WTOP. Here's Mike Peckham, the managing director for advisory at KPMG on the discussion modern government AI risk management. Sponsored by KPMG. The reason I love human-centered design is if somebody doesn't want to move forward, they're going to give you a thousand different reasons not to move forward. But those thousand different reasons are really just opportunities to strengthen what you're doing in order to make sure that the product you deliver hits on everything that they've talked about. Listen to the entire discussion on Federal News Network. Search KPMG. Is your agency feeling the pressure to modernize? A new app isn't enough. Becoming modern requires rethinking the way you operate. At KPMG, we help agencies optimize their business functions, enable the workforce with digital platforms and tools, and protect critical assets from ever-changing threats. Meet current and future mission requirements by continuously improving and constantly adapting with KPMG by your side. To learn more, go to read.kpmg.us modgov. 
George Wallace here, and why not start the season with great connections? See if you qualify for free internet through the FCC's Affordable Connectivity Program. Credit typically begins within one bill cycle. Limited time program and subject to change. Other restrictions apply. Learn more at cox.com slash ACP. And the holidays are coming, and that means family and movies. Gather together to stream traditional favorites or the latest shows on popular apps like Hulu, Disney+, Plus, HBO Max, and Peacock on Contour Stream Player. Learn more at cox.com. Sports at 15 and 45, powered by Red River. Technology decisions aren't black and white. Think red. And now Rob Woodfork. All right, we're talking Capitals, and it's a matchup near and dear to the hearts of Capitals fans. Uh, Just underway, the Caps already leading the Vegas Golden Knights in this rematch of their Stanley Cup meeting nearly five years ago. Uh, Marcus Johansson with the power play goal to make it a 1-0 advantage early on for Washington. Now, this was a historic NFL trade deadline. Ten deals were done today. That's the most ever in a single day. Washington got in on that action. They sent William Jackson III to Pittsburgh along with a seventh-round pick in exchange for a sixth-rounder in next year's draft. And Ron Rivera explained to NBC Sports Washington's J.P. Finley just what happened with his prize free agency edition from just last year. We looked at what we tried to do with William, and, and it didn't work. We didn't find the fit that we were hoping to find. We were looking for a guy that had a specific skill set that could understand the match coverages and play the match coverages the way we do with everybody else. And he struggled with it because he really is a man coverage type guy. So along the lines during our, our evaluation process, we were wrong. Easily one of the biggest free agency busts in Washington history. And trust me, there's a lot. Uh, their next opponent, the uh, Minnesota Vikings, added TJ Hawkinson in a rare intra-divisional deal with Detroit. Pittsburgh sent Chase Claypool to receiver needy Chicago for a second-round pick. Miami was busy. They acquired uh, Bradley Chubb from Denver and running back Jeff Wilson from San Francisco. And suspended Falcons receiver Calvin Ridley was dealt to Jacksonville. The uh, uh, Brooklyn Nets equally busy today. They fired Steve Nash as head coach, and they're now reportedly working on bringing suspended Celtics coach Ime Odoka back to Brooklyn. Uh, down a level, get caught up on Dave Preston's College Hoops previews on WTOP.com. It's Georgetown today. Yesterday it was Maryland, both on the sports page on WTOP.com. And at the top of the hour, World Series Game 3 finally get uh, underway. Rob Woodfork, WTOP Sports. Top stories we're following tonight on WTOP. D.C. prosecutors are planning to drop dozens of criminal gun and drug cases because of questions raised about the actions of seven metropolitan police officers. Those officers are under internal investigation for confiscating illegal guns without arresting the people who had the weapons. Children 12 and older who go to D.C. public schools are now not required to be vaccinated for COVID until the next academic year. The D.C. Council tonight pushed back a deadline because almost half the kids have not gotten their shots. The man accused of breaking into House Speaker Nancy Pelosi's home, beating her husband and seeking to kidnap her, told police he was on a suicide mission and had plans to target other California and federal politicians. All this in a new court filing. He is being held without bail. Stay with us here on WTOP for more about these stories in minutes. It's 718, traffic and weather on the 8th with Bob. Still delays in Virginia 95 South, really from just after Newington getting to the Occoquan in 123, but 95 northbound is held up uh, getting past the crash. And that's just after exit 140 Stafford and getting by uh, by squeezing slowly to the left. Traffic on 66 is doing all right. And Interloop Beltway slows in a couple of stretches to the American Legion Bridge. Traffic in um, Virginia, northbound on 395, getting into the district, moving better. 
395 northbound is cleared at the 14th Street Bridge, whatever was going on there. But in Maryland, southbound on Branch Avenue before Birch Hill and Earnshaw uh, crash there now. On 270, things are running pretty well. Baltimore Washington Parkway, 95 doing fine. And same with 50 out to the Bay Bridge in back Virginia. GW Parkway northbound at 123 still has the incident blocking the right lane. It's moving a little bit better than it was, but uh, it's still pretty slow from uh, getting up to 123 and squeezing by to the left. I believe it to be a broken down car there. Bob Inler, WTOP Traffic. Storm Team 4, four-day forecast. Let's go to Amelia Draper. We'll have mainly clear skies out there tonight. Lows in the upper 40s to mid-50s. For tomorrow, partly sunny skies. More clouds around later in the day with highs in the mid-60s to low 70s. So a little bit cooler than today with more clouds, but still a beautiful day overall. Partly sunny on Thursday. We warm to near 70. Friday is looking spectacular with plenty of sun and highs in the low 70s. We warm into the upper 70s for Saturday and Sunday. I'm Storm Team 4 meteorologist Amelia Draper. Now 63 in Gaithersburg, 69 in Arlington, and 66 in Lanham. Look for lows tonight in the upper 40s to mid-50s. With all of this inflation, and actually I should tell you that this weather forecast was brought to you by Len the Plumber. It's it's trusted same-day service seven days a week. Now, I was about to say, with all this inflation, the last thing we need is another higher utility bill. But it looks like people in one large county around here will get it. And that's ahead. 720. People with disabilities face an unemployment rate twice that of people without disabilities. Economic equity and inclusion starts with empowerment. Melwood educates and partners with organizations to build a more inclusive workforce and provide strategies for equitable recruitment, hiring, and retention of people with disabilities. This is National Disability Employment Awareness Month, so consider. What's your role in the equity equation? To learn more about how your company can diversify its workforce by recruiting and hiring people with disabilities, visit www.melwood.com. The following is a paid commercial by Eli Lilly. Living with metastatic breast cancer can be overwhelming. When I received my diagnosis, I didn't need anyone to tell me I was strong. What I needed was more time. Presenio, a bimcyclic 150 milligram tablets plus Fulvestra is for HR positive HER2 negative metastatic breast cancer that has progressed after hormone therapy. In a clinical study, women taking Presenio in combination with Fulvestra live significantly longer for a median of 46.7 months versus 37.3 months on Fulvestra alone. Diarrhea is common, may be severe, or cause dehydration or infection. At the first sign, call your doctor start an anti-diarrheal and drink fluids before taking Fresenio tell your doctor about any fever chills or other signs of infection Fresenio may cause low white blood cell counts which may cause serious infection that can lead to death life-threatening lung inflammation can occur tell your doctor about any new or worsening trouble breathing cough or chest pain serious liver problems can happen symptoms include fatigue appetite loss stomach pain and bleeding or bruising blood clots that can lead to death have occurred tell your doctor if you have pain or swelling in your arms or legs shortness of breath chest pain and rapid breathing heart rate common side effects include nausea infections low blood cells and platelets decreased appetite headache abdominal pain fatigue vomiting and hair thinning loss. Tell your doctor about all your medical conditions and medications you take. And if you're nursing, pregnant, or plan to be pregnant. Strength is one thing. The chance to spend more time with the people I love, that's everything. With Fresenio, more time is possible. Ask your doctor if Fresenio is right for you and visit Fresenio.com or 1-844-837-9364. Fresenio is available by prescription only. This is WTOP News. 722. You should be ready to pay more for your water service in Montgomery County. Water bills are expected to rise by about $18 a quarter. Bethesda Beat reports the county council has voted to recommend WSSC be allowed to be allowed to raise its rates by up to 7%. It's less than what the utility wanted. The 7% increase is in line with what Prince George's County Council recommended. If the two counties couldn't agree, there's actually a state law that says the rate increase recommended by WSSC would go into effect and then you'd pay more. None of this is final until a public hearing is held. 
Are you thinking about retiring soon? Well, there's a new list out with the best places to spend your golden years in the U.S., and you probably won't be surprised where D.C. falls on that list. 82 out of 150. The reason D.C. ranks so low? Probably already know that the housing costs in the D.C. area are very high. Emily Brandon of U.S. News & World Report, which puts out this annual ranking, looking at 150 of the largest metro areas in the U.S., says retirees they spoke with were especially concerned about housing affordability this year. Due to the current state of the housing market and inflation. And it's why cities in Pennsylvania shot to the top of the list. Lancaster, number one for the first time, etching out Florida. The Keystone State was also a winner because of accessible quality medical care. Shana Stulen, WTOP News. And just so you know, Baltimore came in number 57 on that list. Most Americans will find multiple options for health insurance coverage for next year on healthcare.gov. It's now open. Open enrollment is rolled out for the Affordable Care Act. Experts say you should consider your budget, health, doctors, and a variety of other factors as you pick a plan. Currently, more than 14.5 million people get their health insurance through the ACA. A lot of people call it Obamacare. The numbers swelled during the pandemic as Congress passed generous subsidies to make coverage more affordable. While most people have three or more options, about 8% of participants will choose from only two insurance carrier, a number that drops to only one in rural counties across Alabama, Alaska, Arizona, and Texas. The Biden administration says most Americans only have to pay 10 bucks or less a month after tax credits. If I had a million dollars... For a billion dollars. Who's really even counting if after half a billion? <laughs> the fourth largest lottery jackpot in U.S. history could soar to the largest ever if no one wins the top prize in tomorrow night's Powerball drawing. The jackpot climbed to $1.2 billion after no one matched all six numbers in last night's drawing. That makes 38 consecutive draws without a jackpot winner since August 3rd. The $1.2 billion prize is the amount for an annuity doled out over 29 yearly payments. Nearly all winners choose a lump sum payment, which would be just under $600 million. Seven twenty-five. Money News 25 and 55. Let's get over to Jeff Claybaugh. Right Tuesday's close, the Dow was down, although just 80 points. Fintech SoFi added 414,000 new customers last quarter for its banking services, including personal loans. Winchester, Virginia-based decking material maker Trex cut production and laid off employees last quarter because of slowing sales. The Washington Business Journal says the most popular destinations from D.C.'s three airports in September were Boston, Chicago, Atlanta, and New York City. Jeff Claybaugh, WTOP News. Money News, sponsored by MarylandHealthConnection.gov. You never know what life will throw your way. Maryland Health Connection can help you find a low-cost, quality health plan that covers doctor visits, mental health services, and more. Visit MarylandHealthConnection.gov today. Coming up on WTOP, we are following breaking news tonight about the man accused of attacking Paul Pelosi. According to a new court filing tonight, he was on a suicide mission. We'll bring you more details. It's 726. And now, regional business insights from Blue Jenkins, president of Washington Gas and member of the Greater Washington Board of Trade. Challenging times can strike any family at any time. As part of the vibrant D.C. community, Washington Gas is here for you. If you are having trouble with your energy bill, we have many ways to help you, including financial assistance plans and flexible payment options. Learn more at WashingtonGasCares.com. 
The Greater Washington Board of Trade has represented this region's business and nonprofit community since 1889. The Greater Washington Board of Trade is pro-business and nonpartisan. It's where local leaders work together to.